you're tuning in to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM, coming to you live from Hobart, Tasmania on 87.6, 87.8 and 88.0. You can also catch us through Faith FM app or Faith FM website that is faithfm.com.au. Today we have every Wednesday we have Draco Chelich joining us with this series 3MJ. The 3M stand for Mes- Movement, Message and Mission of Jesus and they and they are based from on Revelation chapter 10, chapter 12 and chapter 14. Welcome Draco. Good morning Tabitha. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Okay, um, last weekend we had the prophetic event taking place in the north, in the north part of Tasmania, and um, this weekend we have Prophetica in Hobart, and that will be on Saturday and Sunday. Um, on Saturday, the event will take place at Blantstone Arena, and that will be from 4.30 p.m. to 9, to 9 p.m., and on Sunday, that is the 8th of August, the event will also take place at Hobart Functions and Conference Center at 4.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. Um, there are tickets. You can get tickets from, from prophetica.com and we, you can also get more information from there. And um, we also be giving free tickets. We have very, very limited um, tickets left. We'll give uh, the code to the people who are interested to get them. Um, so, Rako, uh, there's an event. You mentioned that there's an event coming up, which is a follow-up on Prophetica. Did you want to talk about that? Yeah, we had Prophetica on the weekend in Alveston, and just following up another program, it's called Hope, Peace, and Eternity, and it will start on the 6th of August, and it will be at the Alveston Civic Center uh, in the Gawler Room. It's four nights. It's not four nights in a row. It's over two weekends. It will be beginning on a Friday, August 6th, and then on a Sunday on the August of 8th, and then the following week, uh, weekend on the 13th and 15th of August. And it will begin at 6.30 uh, p.m., and so... The program will only last for about an hour, hour and 10 minutes maximum. So from 6.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Uh, we'll usually have three speakers. Um, we'll have a health talk, which will go on for about 10 minutes, uh, maybe five to 10 minutes. And then we'll have two uh, presentations on the Bible, which will go for about 25 minutes each. Um, so we've got three speakers. The health talk will be uh, Natasha Jordan. And then we have uh, David Leo and myself um, will be doing short little talks. David Leo usually uh, joins you, Tabitha, I know, on Mondays. Yes. And he's a good friend of mine as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the programs, or I should rather say the topics that we're covering when it comes to the health topics, it will be just short topics on addiction, exercise, nutrition, and stress. But when it comes to the um, biblical presentations, um, the first one will be Uh, on God, Does He Exist? And then the second one is A King and His Dream. Then we'll talk about Jesus, myth or Messiah. We'll also have a topic on salvation and complete freedom. Uh, Another topic is chaos, confusion and the return of peace. Then we have a practical topic on prayer and the opening of your heart to God. Uh, And then the last two topics is uh, the cosmic conflict and then also principles to live by. Mm. Sounds very interesting for sure. 
Yeah, and I want to welcome anyone out there that is listening. And, and he, uh, this is a program uh, up here in the northwest of, of Tasmania. And uh, I just want to encourage people to come. It's a free program. And after the, after the session takes place, then we'll have hot drinks as well and a biscuit. Mm, okay. And I just want to remind our listeners of, of our studio number. It's 0488-880-891. Text us any questions, comments, and feedback to us, and we'll be able to get back to you. We'd love to hear from you. I'm Sorako. Where have we come from in your series 3MJ? We are looking at Jesus' final week of ministry, and we are dealing with events that are taking place uh, on Tuesday in the temple there in Jerusalem. And last time we talked about the, the woes. Uh, so we, in the last two episodes, we covered eight woes that Jesus Christ gave to the Jewish religious leaders, the Pharisees and the scribes. And we're going to, uh, last time I didn't cover this and uh, I wanted to talk about what Jesus also said to these religious leaders. He, he gave a prophecy as well. But then today's topic is also about Jesus. He laments over Jerusalem. And we'll be covering Matthew chapter 23 verses 34 to 39. Mm-hmm. And depending on time, we'll go to other parts of scripture as well. Okay, so did you want to pray before we continue? Uh, Yes, let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, Lord, thank you that you love us. And uh, the Bible says um, uh, we love you because you first loved us. And Lord, I just pray that uh, you'll be with our words now. Lord, I pray for those who are listening. Lord, that uh, your words will touch our hearts. And Lord, uh, I just pray that uh, we can... Enjoy this time of learning more about the life of Jesus Christ and how he dealt with situations. And Lord, uh, help us to make this applicable and real in our personal lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 So let's open up our Bibles to Matthew chapter 23. And this is uh, verse 34, just uh, after Jesus finished Sharing all his woes with these religious leaders, he also continued to say something to them. So please read Matthew 23, verse 34. Okay, it reads, Therefore, indeed, I send you prophets, wise men, and scribes. Some of them you will kill and crucify, and some of them you will scourge in your synagogues and persecute from city to city. We see here that Jesus is giving a prophecy. And uh, he's saying that in the future... You are going to have men that are going to be sent to you, prophets. A prophet is a spokesperson for God. And uh, wise men, these can be messengers of God. You will, see that's a prophecy, you will crucify them. You also scourge them. Scourge means you're going to whip them. Um, And we know from the book of Acts Mm -hmm. that you had... Christians that were persecuted, and there's a very famous story. I don't know if you can read my mind, but can you read my mind of who I'm thinking about, someone that was stoned, and it was a famous person that stoned him? Stephen. Yeah, it was Stephen, and and, and who who was behind all of this? I'm not sure I remember that. It was Paul. And oh, uh, yeah. later on, Paul, he, he has this conversion experience on the road to Damascus. But it also mentions here, you know, you'll be crucifying. And, um, you know, we can also apply this to Jesus Christ because mm. a few days later, Jesus was crucified on the cross. And someone might say, well, it wasn't the Jews. It was Pilate who was a Roman. Well, that's true, but who influenced him? Mm. 
it was the Jews. Mm. And uh, remember uh, what the Jews said there. They said, crucify him, crucify him. Let his blood be upon us and our children. And personally, I think that is one of the most foolish words ever uttered by mankind. Mm. And even before this passage of Scripture, um, a few days earlier, it seems about a week earlier, when Jesus resurrected Lazarus from the dead, uh, the Jewish religious leaders came together, the Sanhedrin council came together, and you read this in John chapter 11, how they plotted to kill Jesus Christ. They weren't happy with him. And in John 11 and verse 49 and 50, it says this, And one of them, Caiaphas, Mm -hmm. being high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all, nor do you consider that it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people and not that the whole nation should perish. But after what we've just read here in Matthew 23, a few days later, when Jesus Christ is arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane, Mm -hmm. it says this in John 18, verse 14. Now it was Caiaphas who advised the Jews that it was expedient. So there's that same word, expedient, that one man should die uh, for the people. And you remember when Jesus Christ... Uh, he was crucified, he then resurrected, and then later on he ascended up to heaven. And when he ascended, you read this in Acts chapter 1, 10 days later you have the day of Pentecost, mm-hmm. and that day Peter is preaching. Mm-hmm. And he, say, he said to the Jews, he was bold and direct with them, he said, you've crucified, mm-hmm. you've killed Jesus, the Messiah, the Christ. But then he also gave them an appeal to repent and change their ways, and 3,000 people were baptized. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting, Jesus said, you will per, um, persecute people. And it's interesting, we don't have time to get into this, but there's also an application uh, for the end times, especially when you read Revelation 13. There are things that are going to happen. There's going to be global economic control. There's going to be something set up of a certain uh, standard of you need to worship in a certain way, and if you don't, well, you'll be killed. And I, I don't want to make people afraid in any way when it comes to this. You know, it's about focusing on Jesus and putting your trust in Jesus, and, and Jesus will help us during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's let's read the next Bible verse, Matthew chapter 23 and verse 35, please. Um, that, that, that on you may come all the righteous blood, blood shed on the earth, from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. There are two names mentioned here. Who are they? Abel and Zechariah. And Zechariah. And, uh, you know, Jesus here is saying that, uh, you know, your, your rejection, um, you know, uh, this is where your guilt is. You know, they do not take on the guilt of their fathers. Mm-hmm. They're not punished for the guilt of their fathers. Um, we know this according to Ezekiel chapter 18. But these, these Jews in the time of Christ, they are a murderous, blood guilty people. Mm-hmm. And, Here it mentions Abel, and we know that Abel was murdered Mm. uh, by his brother brother. Cain. But it also mentions Zechariah. And notice it mentions here Zechariah, the son of Berchiah. And uh, I think I want to comment more about this after after our break. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to listen to our first, first song, and this song is called Love One Another. And um, in this song, God commands us to love one another as he has loved us. And this song is by Carly Fletcher. 
into Tazi Encounters and this is uh, Love One Another by Carly Fletcher and uh, today you're listening to Rako Chelech and Rako is talking about is talking about um, Jesus lamenting over Jerusalem and um, just before we went for a break I mentioned um, about Prophetica we still have Prophetica in Hobart this weekend and we have few tickets left so I'm just going to give you the code to get free Prophetica free Prophetica tickets to attend the Prophetica, Prophetica event and um, the last day to text us in or get the tickets will be Friday so we recommend that you do that quick um, the code is Prophetica21 P-R-O-P-H-E-T-I-C-A 21, text that um, number 21, no space in between, text to 0488-880-891 and uh, we'll be able to send the tickets to you. And just to remind our listeners, that event will take place in Hobart this weekend. Um, So where do we go from here, Rako? Bef- thanks for that. Before we move on, do we have a listener question today? Um, yes, we, I don't think we actually do. Well, then uh, I'll, I'll give one here. There's one here. <laughs> You've put, um, what do you know about Mother Hen and her chicks? That's right. Yeah. So, you know, so yeah. the question is, what do you know about the Mother Hen and her chicks? You know, uh, you know, if you have any comments, uh, please text us. And, and what's that number to text? Zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Great, great. So, so let's continue. We we just talked about um, last time before the break about Abel and Zechariah. Now, our Bible says Zechariah, son of Berchiah, and when you look read Luke's account, it just mentions Zechariah. It doesn't say son of Berchiah. And it is believed that Matthew, who wrote the Bible here, he actually made a mistake. And people go, oh, this is a discrepancy in the Bible and you can't trust the Bible. Well, we don't have time to get into this, but when the Bible was written, it was um, 
thought inspired. It was not verbally inspired. And it shows us that Matthew was still human because there is no indication in the Old Testament that it was Zechariah, son of Berchiah, but it was Zechariah, the son of Jehoiada, the mm. priest. Um, and also, uh, Jehoiada was a priest, uh, a Levite, so this would also make Zechariah a priest as well. And can you please read about this account? It's found in Second Chronicles mm-hmm. chapter 24, verses 20 to 22. This is about Zechariah's death and what happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then the Spirit of God came upon Zechariah, the, so- the son of Jehoiada, the priest, who stood above the people and said to them, Thus says the Lord, that's, thus says God, why do you transgress the commandments of the Lord so that you cannot prosper? Because you have forsaken the Lord, he also has forsaken you. Should I continue? Yes, please. Um, so they conspired against him and at the command of the king, they stoned him with stones in the court of the houses of the Lord. Thus, Joash the king did not remember the kindness which Joida his father had done to him, but killed his son. And as he died, he said, the Lord look on it and repay. Um, it's actually surprising because this is the same thing um the sermon from last sabbath was about two kings king Joash and um josiah and yeah so the preacher co- was comparing the two kings king Joash and jo- josiah they became um kings at a young age but one of them was very evil that's king Joash, and king josiah was um very righteous before god he followed god's commandments you know what's interesting? The Tsar of Ages on page 619 talks about King Josh, jo, um, Joash, mm-hmm. and it says that it was satanic fury that seized the apostate king. Mm-hmm. A- a- and where was Zechariah murdered? Where was it that it took place? It was um, outside the temple. It says between the temple and the altar. Yeah. And so it was actually in the, in a court uh, mm. of the sanctuary. And, and this is, wow, this is where this took place. And this is a place dedicated to God. Mm-hmm. I, I want to read something from the Tsar of Ages on page 619. It says, mm-hmm. The scribes and the Pharisees who listened to Jesus knew that his words were true. They knew how the prophet Zacharias had been slain. Mm-hmm. While the words of warning from God were upon his lips, a satanic fury seized the apostate king. This is King Joash. And at his command, the prophet was put to death. Now, listen to this. This is really interesting. We don't get this from Scripture. Mm-hmm. His blood, this is Zacharias's blood, had imprinted itself upon the very stones of the temple court mm-hmm. and could not be erased. It remained to bear testimony against apostate Israel. As long as the temple should stand, there would be the stain of that righteous blood crying to God to be avenged. As Jesus referred to these fearful sins, a thrill of horror ran through the multitude. Mm. And so can you picture this? We don't know exactly where this was you know, in the court, how far this was from where Jesus was speaking, but it was imprinted. It it couldn't be erased. You couldn't scrub it off. It was to be there as long as the temple would be there. And that means for another 40 years, because the temple was destroyed in AD 70. Mm. And so 
Wow, I'm just surprised with all of this. I mean, uh, if Jesus is talking about this, I would get goosebumps. And someone um, also mentioned, Jesus mentioned Abel and also Zechariah here. Because when you look at the Hebrew Bible, the order is a little bit different from our English Bible. We begin with Genesis in our English Bible in, with the Old Testament and finish with Malachi. But in the Hebrew structure of the Bible, the first book is Genesis. That's where you find Abel, the first Mara. And then the last book of the Hebrew Bible is Second Chronicles. And so this is where you read about the last martyr, um, you know, with the, with these Old Testament books. And the Jews, they read these books. So let's continue reading. Um, in verse 36, uh, Matthew chapter 23 and verse 36, it says this, Assuredly, I say to you, all these things will come upon this generation. Mm-hmm. And then let's continue. Can you read Matthew 23 and verse 37? Um, the topic is Jesus laments over Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you are not willing. Let me, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. It doesn't use the word lament here, mm-hmm. um, but above verse 37, I do have a subheading called Jesus laments over Jerusalem. Do you have that the same in your Bible? Yes, yes. Yeah. What does the word lament mean? Cry. cry. Yeah, to cry. Yeah, big cry, I imagine. It's not just a normal cry. <laughs> no, no. It, you know, it's to express great sadness, disappointment. Yeah. You know, I looked up uh, the Oxford um, uh, thesaurus too, you know, and and some of the synonyms are wail, wailing, mm. moan, moaning, weeping, crying, sob, sobbing, grieve, sorrow, beats one's breast, you know, your chest. Mm. And so Jesus here is lamenting. He does mention Jerusalem here. Is he... Is it so much that he's lamenting for Jerusalem, or is it more for the people that he's lamenting? It is. It is more um, people. I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because Jerusalem will be destroyed. That's true, and and the mm. Bible talks about this more. And uh, in Matthew twenty four, which it also connects it with Daniel chapter nine and verse twenty six and twenty seven, but he's lamenting because the Jews are going to reject him. Mm. And they're going to reject him uh, as the Messiah. Um, and here it mentions you kill the prophets and, and, and you're also stoning those who are sent to you. And he says, how often, mm-hmm. how often I wanted to gather you together. Uh, how? Mm. As a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. You know, this word often means many times, frequently, in many cases, mm-hmm. again and again, I've wanted to do this often with you, but it also says you're not willing. Mm-hmm. And let's just talk about a hen. A mm-hmm. hen, you know, this is, Jesus here is using a simile, as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. Mm-hmm. The hen is the mother, and she has chicks, and these are the offspring, and the chicks are small, and they need protection and guidance. Have you ever seen a chicks gather under the wings of a mother hen? Have you ever seen that, Tabitha? Yes, I have, yeah. Uh, I I, I'm not sure whether you've, you know, grown up with chickens around you. Yes, uh, yes, my parents, uh, yeah. 
you know, I'm kind of guessing um, that you did. I, I never did. And uh, I've seen pictures of where chicks gather under the wings of the mother hen. I even have this one picture of where there's a storm and it's raining and the mother hen's wet and all the chicks have just gathered, gathered under the wings. You can't even see their faces. Mm. Especially when they're young. I've, I feel like the mother hen has the chicks protected all the time and actually it's very protective. You can't get near the chicks at all. Mm. The, the mother hen will attack you if you try to do it. Right. And, and um, she puts on a fierce fight, doesn't she? She does, yeah. And while she's, she, she'll even charge at you with her wings outstretched. Mm. And she's, while she's doing this, she's also pushing all her chicks behind her or they're under her wings. Mm. And she also makes this crackling big sound, you know, a loud sound. And, and I've read that a mother hen would rather die for her chicks than seek safety in flight. Um, also, the mother hen is very unselfish. She she gives food mm. um, uh, to her chicks before she will satisfy her own hu- hunger. Mm. And you know, this is this is an example of love, because love is other centered rather than self centered. Mm. The chicks also come under the mother hen for warmth as well and comfort. Mm. Now, I want to read something I have. Here, this is just a side note. It says this mm-hmm. uh, Sitting on her nest, a mother hen carefully turns each of her eggs as often as 30 times a day. I never knew this. This is why I'm sharing it. Mm. Using her body, her feet, and her beak to move each egg precisely in order to maintain the proper temperature, moisture, ventilation, humidity, and position of the egg during the three week incubation period. Mm-hmm. During the first four to eight weeks or so, the chicks stay close to their mother gathering beneath her wings every night at dusk. Mm. So I think we need a break and then we'll come back and talk more about who does this hen represent. Okay, uh, before we go for a break, I just want to remind our listeners of the code to get Prophetica tickets. You'll get free tickets if you text Prophetica21, that's P-R-O-P-H-E-T-I-C-A, number 21, no space in between, to 488 There are very few tickets. I imagine there will be less, there would be less than five. So the quicker you text in, um, the better for you. So please text that code to 488 to get free tickets to Prophetica happening this weekend in Hobart. And, um, also feel free to text any questions, any comments you may have, any feedback to us. And, um, yeah, we'll love to hear from you. And this next song is called What a Friend We Love. Oh, sorry, What a Friend. And this is by Jadon Lavik. And um, this song is talking about Jesus, the perfect friend. Sweet. 
Soul is there. 
Welcome back to Tazi Encounters. That is what our friend by Jadon Lavik. And um, just before we went for a break, um, I mentioned um, I gave you a call to attend the to get the prophetic tickets. And I just want to mention that you can get in more information from prophetica.com. Um, head over to prophetica.com to get more information on the exact address and um, even the time and what the Prophetica event is all about. And you're listening to Rako Cheles. And just before we went for a break, Rako, you mentioned uh, you were going to tell us what the hand represents in the passage we read. So I'm going to ask you back, Tabitha, what do you think or who do you think the hen represents uh, um, in this passage of Scripture? Jesus. It's pretty simple, isn't it? Yes. Um, because he says to uh, here, how often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. So Jesus here is represented by the hen. Now, I want to just share this out there um, for people who have some funny and wacky ideas. Don't for a minute think that, you know, a hen is a female, so therefore, you know, Jesus is God and Jesus is a female God. Um, no, you just don't get that. Uh, and... Uh, Chicks. Who do the chicks here represent? It's us. the it's us. Yeah. But in this context, it's the Jewish people, right? Mm-mm. And it says here, you know, Jesus is, you know, he is like the hen. You know, Jesus, he protects us. Um, Jesus is like the mother hen that protects us from predators. Now, Jesus fights also for us. Mm. And in the Old Testament, how many times did Jesus protect the nation of Israel? How many times did he fight for them? Um, countless times. Countless times, yeah. yeah. That, that's the right answer. Countless <laughs> or many times. And, and he does the same for us. And mm. sometimes we don't, we're not even aware of it. You know, the mother hen, she provides food for her chicks. Um, did Jesus provide food for his people in the Old Testament? He did. Uh, I remember the account of Jesus feeding the five, 5,000 people with just five loaves and two fish. Okay, that's in the New Testament, right? And that, oh. that's an excellent example. Yeah. Um, but in the Old Testament, manna. with the manna, right? Yeah. This was a miracle that lasted for 40 years. Mm. He took care of their physical needs, but he also takes care of our spiritual food too. Mm. And how many times does God comfort his people? Many, as many, many times. As many times as we want. Uh, yeah. We need that comfort, yeah. So in the end, we see Jesus is as a hand that gathers, um, you know, the chicks under under the wings. And we see that this is a perfect example of love. But here Jesus says, you are not willing. And the Jews were not willing. And in the book, Desire of Ages, on page 620, it says, Divine pity marked the countenance of the Son of God as he cast one lingering look upon the temple and then upon his hearers. In a voice choked by deep anguish of heart and bitter tears, he exclaimed, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, and ye would not. This is the separation struggle. In the lamentation of Christ, there's that word lamentation or lament. Mm. In the lamentation of Christ, the very heart of God is pouring itself forth. It is the mysterious farewell of the long-suffering love of the deity. You know, this is tough because already so many things have happened on Tuesday in the temple. And this is now coming, you know, 
to that pinnacle. It's coming to an end. Mm-hmm. And can you read Matthew chapter 23 and verse 38, please? Sure. Um, <coughs> see, see, your house is left to your desolate. For I say to you, okay, should I continue to 39? Or? Yeah, read verse 39 too. For I say to you, you shall see me no more till you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Thank you. So here it says, your house, this is the Israelites' house, is left to you desolate. Question, what are we talking about here when he talks about the house? Um, the temple. Right, the yeah. temple in Jerusalem. Mm. And what does the word desolate mean? Destruction. It will be destroyed. Or empty. Yeah. Empty, destroyed, there'll be nothing in it. Yeah. And, and, and this is talking about what's going to happen in the future with the destruction of um, not just the temple, but the city of Jerusalem, 40 mm. years down the track in AD 70. But it says, your house is left to you desolate. Now, the previous day, Jesus, this is Monday, because the events here are taking place is on Tuesday. The previous day, it's Monday. Jesus was in the temple there in Jerusalem, and he cleansed the temple. Mm. And Jesus said something during that time. And you read about this in Matthew 21, verse 13. I know you have that opened already there, Tabitha. What did Jesus say? In Matthew 21, verse 13, um, yep. Jesus said, okay, it reads, And he said to to them, it is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Do you see a little difference between what Jesus said the previous day and now on Tuesday? Yes. Well, what's the difference? Um, so in this case, um, they, they have made, um, these people, the Jews, have made Jesus or the temple are den of thieves. Um, yes, there's some action that is going on in the temple that is not meant to happen because the temple is meant for prayer and worship. True. And in the next one, um, on Tuesday, Jesus is talking about the destruction of the True. temple. Yeah. But notice what Jesus said. He said, my house, oh, right? Yeah. My house. But now on Tuesday, he says, your house, oh, you know, yeah. your house, you know, there, there's a bit of a change there happening. Mm. And and then he says to them, for I say to you, you shall see me no more till you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Mm. Now, when do these Jewish religious say that, religious leaders say this, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Now, just keep mm. this in mind, two days before this, on a Sunday, Jesus is having his triumphal entry, and he is on the Mount of Olives. Mm-hmm. And people are saying, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Mm. Now, did these Jewish religious leaders ever say that to him in the past or even now or, in the, or while Jesus was on earth? No, I had no. No, they never did. They so rejected let's, him. They rejected him. So they've never said this. And this, again, poses the question, when will they say this? Let's mm-hmm. go to Matthew chapter 26, please, and verses 62 to 65. So Matthew chapter 26, I'll open there too. And can you, this is now taking place on a Friday. Jesus is on trial. He's before the Sanhedrin uh, council. Mm-hmm. This is before he's going to be crucified on the cross. Mm-hmm. So can you please read verses 62 and onwards? Matthew 26, yep. verse 62, it reads, And the high priest arose and said to him, 
Do you, do you answer nothing? What is this man testify against you? But Jesus kept silent. And the high priest answered and said to him, I put you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, It is as you said. Nevertheless, I say to you, Hereafter you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes, saying, He has spoken blasphemy. What further need do we have to witness? Look now, you have heard him blasphemy. What do you think? uh, Yeah, what do you think? Thanks for sharing that. Hmm. Um, Here we see that Jesus is on trial, and all of a sudden he says, uh, Hereafter, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. What is this event talking about? What what is this event? I think we need to go for a break for now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about that after the break. And uh, this next song is called Jesus is Coming Soon. But before we listen to the song, I just want to mention the um, book offer for today. It's called Desire of Ages by Ellen G. White. And in this book, um, Ellen mentions um, he does not just uh, set down series of remote events, but he, she sorry, presents the meaning of the series so vividly that you will feel like you're an eyewitness to what is to what is being described. This is a very interesting book, and I'll give you the code to get this book after the break. And um, this song is called "Jesus Is Coming Soon" by Vocal Union. Troublesome times, times are here, filling men's hearts with, with fear. Freedom we, freedom we hold dear now is at stake. Humbling your humbling hearts, your hearts to, to God, chasing the chains, chasing rock. Seek the way, seek the way, pilgrims trod, Christians away. My Jesus is coming soon, morning or night, morning or night or noon. And many will, many will be their doom. Trumpets will, Trumpets sound, will surely sound, and all of the dead shall rise. Righteous meet righteous in the skies, and going where no one, one dies, heavenward bound. Well, troubles will soon be o'er, happy forevermore. When we meet, when on, we meet that on that shore, free from all care. Rising up in the the sky, sky, telling this world world goodbye. Homeward we then will fly, glory to share. Is coming soon, morning or night or noon, and many will be their doom. Trumpets will sound, and all of the dead shall rise. Righteous me in the sky, and where no one dies, heavenward bound. My Jesus is a coming soon. Oh, my God. 
Righteous meet in the sky. In the sky. Jesus is coming soon by vocal union. And the second coming of Jesus, it won't be silence. There will be trumpet, there will be singing, and the dead in Christ shall rise. You're listening to Tazi Encounters with Draco Challenge. And um, just before we went for a break, I promised I was going to give you a code to the book, The Desire of Ages. The code to get that book is 3MJ1, 3MJ1, no spaces in between, Text that to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and we'll be able to get the book sent to you. That that book is Desire of Ages by Ellen G. White. Um, Rako, what is the main takeaway for today? Well, before we just get to the main takeaway, I know our time is short. We, we just talked about how Jesus said to these um, people, uh, the Jewish religious leaders, that one day you're going to say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And then we went to Matthew chapter 26, and Jesus is on trial, and he said, when I come back again, you're going to see me in the clouds of glory and coming with power. And, you know, this is this is not a general resurrection. This is what we call a special resurrection. And when we go to passages like Revelation 1, verse 7, it says, Behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye will see him, even they who pierced him. Uh, interesting. Even they who pierced him. This is a special resurrection of the wicked. And when we go to Daniel chapter 12, and verses 1 and 2, um, it also talks about that there is a special resurrection that happens after a great time of trouble, not just for the wicked, but also for uh, the righteous there. And some someone might be asking, well, what's the purpose of this uh, special resurrection of the wicked? Because they're going to resurrect, but then they will be um, killed with the brightness of his coming, of Jesus' coming, as the Bible mentions in the mm. New Testament. So let me just quickly give you a few reasons for this special resurrection of the wicked. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is based, uh, the first, I'm going to give you four reasons. Uh, the first uh, two reasons are based on great controversy. Uh, number one, they see the glorification of Jesus. Number two, they see God's honor on God's people. Number three, perhaps maybe this is a warning uh, to a wicked person who's maybe hearing this message and saying, hey, I need to get my act together, uh, change my character. Uh, reason number four, you and I were not present um, 2,000 years ago to see what Jesus looks like. These people like Caiaphas and Pilate, they literally saw what Jesus looked um, look like physically. And so they'll be able to witness and testify this is Jesus Christ. And maybe, you know, I don't know the ins and outs of everything, but, you know, when Jesus Christ comes back again, we're going to meet him up in the air. He's not going to touch the ground. And God's people, I guess, through the Holy Spirit will know this is Jesus. But there's also a special resurrection um, for the, uh, for the, uh, for the righteous. Uh, those who have died in faith under the third angel's message will resurrect. And you connect this with Revelation 14 verse 13. And I know I'm rushing through this, but, uh, uh some of the purpose for perhaps a special resurrection for the righteous is, uh, an early reward to the witness. And maybe they're also there to, uh, encourage those who are going through a a great time of trouble as well. But you know, Tuesday was such an eventful day, Desire of Ages tells us. It was an eventful day 
But in the end, guess what happens? Many of those people who are onlookers, listening to what Jesus uh, was saying, you know, there were new aspirations that came and new desires um, that filled their minds. And there were people who gave later on, later on, uh, they decided to make their stance for Christ. And, you, you know, it's interesting. Sometimes we can go through challenging situations and difficulties and we don't see all of these things. Why? But as Romans 8 verse 28 says, all things work for good to those who love God. So in conclusion, you know, what are some things we can learn or take away? Uh, Jesus, he lamented, and one day the wicked will lament and weep. And they they will they will lament and weep and mourn because they are lost. Um, they've rejected God. Um, even Revelation 18 verse 11 says, and the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her. Uh, this is over something called Babylon, for no one buys their merchandise anymore. Uh, so they are lost. They've had opportunities, but they've rejected it. Jesus also left the temple. It was his last time. And uh, we don't want Jesus to live our lives. Uh, Jesus is also like the mother hen. He protects us from predators. He protects us from Satan. He will fight for you. God wants to protect you. He wants to preserve you. He loves you. And uh, he wants to comfort us and, you know, gather under his wings. There's safety under Christ. And I remember watching a video on YouTube of how a king cobra was attacking um, the mother hen's chicks. And, uh, you know, this this um, chicken, uh, sorry, this mother hen, she put on a really fierce fight. And... Um, in the end, you know, she protected her chicks. She didn't lose her life. But sometimes the mother hen loses her life. And, you know, this makes me think of how the snake represents in the Bible the, the devil. And, G- and Jesus Christ, he was crucified on the cross. Yes, he died, but he also uh, resurrected. And, you know, there's some beautiful passages in Scripture. I just want to close with this. Uh, several passages. In Ruth chapter 2, verse 12, Boaz said to Ruth, The Lord repay your work, and a full reward be given you by the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings you have come for refuge. Mm. Psalm 17, verse 8, Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me under the shadow of your wings. Psalms 36, verse 7, How precious is your loving kindness, O God. Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. Psalms 57, verse 1, Be merciful to me, O God. Be merciful to me, for my soul trusts in you. And in the shadow of your wings I will make my refuge until these calamities have passed by. Psalms 63, verse 7, Because you have been my help, therefore in the shadow of your wings I will rejoice. It doesn't say I'm going to mourn, but I'm going to rejoice. And one more passage, Psalms 91, verse 4, He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. And I don't know about you, but I want to be under his wings. Mm -mm, For sure. Yeah, um, we are we are about to wind up, and thank you, Rago, for that wonderful message. And I really hope our listeners have been blessed with your message. Um, I just want to remind our listeners of the offers, the codes to the offers for today. We have two offers. The first one is Prophetica Twenty One, P R O P H E T I C A Number Twenty One. Text that no space in between to zero four double eight. Double eight zero eight nine one to get prophetica free prophetica tickets um to the events 
happening this weekend in Hobart. And the second offer is to get the book Desire of Edges by Ellen G. White. And um, the code to that is 3MJ1. 3MJ number one, no space in between. Text that to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and we'll be able to get the book sent to you. So, um, Draco, what do you have for us next week? Um, next week, we're going to get into Matthew chapter twenty-four, and we're going to start talking about certain signs that are going to happen before Jesus Christ comes back again. Amen. Um, that should be interesting, and I hope you, you will not miss that. And um, tomorrow we have Peter Watts with this series, Searching for Certainty, and Peter will be talking about or asking or answering this question, will justice be done? Mm. Will justice be done? If you want to know more about that, um, make sure to tune in tomorrow at the same time. And uh, we are just about to finish off. And today, um, Rakul is going to sing for us a song, and this is a hymn. It's called Under His Wings. Yeah, I'm going to play here on my guitar, and uh, this is live music. And uh, yeah, if I make a mistake, please forgive me. I'm just going to make a joyful noise to the Lord. I really like this hymn, and I think it's related to what we were talking about today. You'll be fine. You have a beautiful voice, Rakul. <laughs> Under his wings I am safely abiding Though the night deepens and tempest a while Still I can trust him, I know he will keep me He has redeemed me and I am his child Under his wings, under his wings from this love can sever Under his wings my soul shall abide Safely abide forever Under his wings, oh what precious enjoyment There will I hide till life's trials are o'er Sheltered, protected, no evil can harm me Resting in Jesus, I'm safe evermore Under His wings, under His wings Who from His love can sever Under His wings, my soul shall abide Safely abide forever. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you, Rako, for that. And uh, thank you to our listeners for tuning in today. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And I hope God's blessings will be upon you. God bless you, Tabitha. Okay, you too. Bye. <laughs>